On today's show, Ford Performance is turning into a PD and R&D test bed. Could an automotive supplier actually start building its own sports cars? And Honda is more than willing to let Nissan surpass it in sales. All that and more coming right up on AutoLine Daily. This is AutoLine Daily for February 27 of 2015. Nissan is almost certainly going to surpass Honda in sales in the U.S. market this year. In fact, Bloomberg quotes Nissan's Jose Munoz bragging that his company has a huge advantage over Honda because of its full-size pickup. But Honda's executive vice president, Jeff Conrad, tells AutoLine that Honda is not going to change its strategy simply to stay ahead of Nissan. He says Honda will not deviate from its strategy of only offering retail sales. It will continue to avoid fleet sales to protect its dealers and keep its residuals high. It's also going to turn away buyers who need long-term financing with loans that can last six years. Conrad says, and I quote, we're not going to compromise our values to beat Nissan. You know, this Takata airbag defect is forcing automakers to collaborate in ways we've never seen before in the history of the automotive industry. Ten automakers have joined together to try to discover the root cause of what's causing these airbags to fail. And they include BMW, FCA, Ford, GM, Honda, Mazda, Mitsubishi, Nissan, Subaru, and Toyota. And now those automakers announced that they just hired an aerospace and defense firm called Orbital ATK, which is based in Virginia, to do the investigation. And just to make sure it's viewed as an independent effort, former NHTSA administrator David Kelly will oversee the investigation. Still to come, could an automotive supplier actually build cars and compete against its customers? Kia reveals its design strategy behind that good-looking sports space wagon, and Ford is making its racing programs much more strategic to the future of the company. Auto Line Daily is brought to you by Bridgestone Tires, your journey, our passion, and by Dow Automotive Systems, breakthrough technologies for lightweight vehicles. Car makers are not the only ones that will have new vehicles at next week's Geneva Auto Show. Auto supplier Magna revealed a hybrid sports car concept called the Mila Plus that will debut at the show. This two-seater is powered by a three-liter gasoline engine and two electric motors. It has a number of lightweight features, including an extruded aluminum space frame that also integrates the battery and plastic body panels. Thanks to the powertrain and lightweight materials, the Mila Plus has a range of 75 kilometers or 46 miles of pure EV driving. You know, Magna's been dying to build its own car, going back several decades, but never went through with it because it could be dangerous for a supplier to compete against car companies, its very customers. But Magna has an assembly plant in Steyr, Austria, so who knows, maybe this time Magna will actually pull the trigger. Last year, Mercedes revealed the replacement for its SLS sports car, the AMG GT, and at the Geneva show next week, the company will debut the racing version. Meet the Mercedes-Benz GT3, 
with its 6.3 liter V8 naturally aspirated and six-speed sequential transmission that are located under the hood. The car will compete in the FIA GT3 series and will ship to teams at the end of the year. Earlier this month, Kia revealed a great-looking wagon concept called the Sport Space, and now the company is giving us a look into the car's design philosophy. Even though it is a wagon, designers added some cues to set it apart from other cars in that segment. Its D-pillar is moved forward, and the liftgate looks more like a hatchback. To give it an athletic and muscular look, it has a high belt line and a strong character line that run from front to back. It's got a big panoramic sunroof to make the interior feel even more open. And to clean up the look of the interior, designers removed the central air vents, and the rearview mirror is replaced by a screen that shows images from a rear camera. These are just some of the highlights. If you want more info, click on the link in today's transcript. And if you haven't seen it yet, check out the seat time section of our website, where we have reviews of the test cars coming through the Autoline garage. Why did I not like my time in the Toyota Prius? You can read all about it in seat time. Coming up next, how Ford is now going to use its racing programs as a research and development tool. For the people at Dow, racing is a sport and a science. We enjoy one and learn from the other. But like most competitive people, we like winning at both. This is the human element at work, Dow. Ford recently took all its performance and racing car development and put it into a new group that it now calls Ford Performance. Not only will this group develop performance cars and oversee the company's racing efforts, it's now going to work directly with product development and research and development to fast track new technologies and become a test bed on how these technologies can be brought to mass production. Last night on Autoline After Hours, Dave Parasek, the head of Ford Performance, and Jamie Allison, who oversees the racing activities, joined Gary Vasilash and me to talk about the new approach. Take a listen. Well, and I think that's what you know, you're seeing happening within our, what we're doing with Ford Performance. We are shifting that. So marketing is a huge part of going racing with the sure. activation and everything that marketing does to, to do that. But uh, it is, you asked about R&D, absolutely, they'll be involved in what we do. Because again, this is going to be innovation, technology development, tool development. I mean, this is, you know, we're doing some cutting edge stuff here. So the R&D team will be involved in that. And, in, and, and, you know, within Ford, we're aligning it uh, more under the product development group. Uh, with marketing as our partner and everything else, right, as we go forward. But it's really going to be under Raj Nair, and you know Raj, right, oh, yeah. and, and his leadership. And so um, I report directly to Raj. And so it's going to be more of a PD-centric because, as you asked, what do you guys do? We engineer mm -hmm. for the racetrack, and we engineer for the driveway, right? So it's in the PD community now. But you said an interesting thing there, tool development. Is, yeah. is this on the manufacturing side, or you mean design tools or what? Good. Yeah, it, increasingly, uh, I mean, uh, look at NASCAR. There is no testing allowed individually by the teams. So hence, the reliance on advanced tools, simulation, racing simulators, all those that may have evolved in racing are increasingly crossbred with road car application. So our engineers working on computer-aided engineering, computer-aided tools, um, all those uh, feed into our teams to prepare for racing, but more importantly, intersects with uh, development engineers who are using them for uh, road car application. 
You can watch that entire show right now on our website or our YouTube channel. And let me tell you, it's a great show with a lot of insights as to what Ford is up to. But that wraps up this week's AutoLine Daily. Please join us again on Monday as we bring you some of the most important breaking developments in the global automotive industry. Wards is the industry leader for news, data, and analysis. That's why companies across the globe subscribe to our premium service, maybe even your own. Log in for subscriber access now. Check your company's intranet for details and rely on wardsauto.com to keep you informed.